0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Some federal agencies made updating their information technology a priority before the pandemic. Those investments paid off when everyone scattered to telework. Ditto for agencies that embraced DevOps with the goal of developing new systems faster than with the old ways. For more, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with two people. First, the Deputy Chief Information Security Officer at the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, Chris Brown. Later on, you'll hear from a senior platform engineer at the FDIC, Hunter Wagner. But first, Chris Brown.
2: We were extremely fortunate in that we were on the tail end of deploying laptops to our entire population. So we were ready to be mobile. And we did scurry a bit when we were all sent home to mandatory telework, but we were already in that mindset and in terms of our contractors that do the bulk of our development, we'd been issuing them laptops for years. And while our, we call it our, it's our development environment, which is where we're primarily putting our continuous integration, continuous deployment, (CI/CD) tools. While that had been on site, it was virtual, and now we're moving that to the cloud. But those contractors that were delivering code to us could come in and drop it off in our development environment and have it scanned and then have it move through our environments. Of course, prior to the CICD deployment, those were all manual stage gates. So to really answer your question, we really haven't slowed down much at all. There's been other projects, but they're like conference room physical upgrades. But in terms of development and the CICD, we're continuing on. And, and we, you know, are really thankful for our CIO for driving that change in the agency.
0: Certainly, continuity of operations is front of mind for everyone these days. Hunter, we'll turn it on over to you.
3: It's been interesting. Middle March... For the first time in our agency's history, we went entirely remote. So we had, you know, anywhere from six to 7,000 employees across the 50 states all teleworking suddenly one day. We've been in that posture since the middle of March. And in a lot of ways, I really couldn't imagine a bigger cultural reset button than the sudden change in our work style. We've always had folks who would work from home, you know, one or two days a week or people who are on the road, you know, a bit more than the rest of us. But we have been so virtual for that time that it has really fundamentally changed, I think, a lot of the basic behaviors and norms for how we want to do software development. Virtual teams are to be expected and ceremonies that were largely based on being in person and things is very, you know, very central like uh, whiteboarding. How do you do whiteboarding when you don't actually have teams in person? How do you dream up ideas and solutions? You know, how do you collaborate with folks. And so I think, you know, against that background, DevSecOps has really emerged with the help of our senior leadership as something that we really want to redouble our focus on and to continue to demonstrate to our customers within the agency that, you know, as an IT provider, it is our job to continuously provide value, even in spite of all the environmental aspects with the coronavirus and, and such. So with that said, I think, you know, an emphasis on continuous delivery, continuous value, continuous improvement has also been conjoined with an emphasis on continuous learning. How do we engineer a culture that is resilient while we're uh, at the same time virtual?
0: You know, certainly when we talk about DevOps, we talk about a lot of other overlapping topics here. And so... What do you see as some of the low-hanging fruit for automation in this field? Chris, you're you're nodding your head vigorously. It seems like this is resonating with you quite a bit. What are your thoughts here as far as not just you know automation, but just even identifying and streamlining some of the processes along the way?
2: I encouraged folks early on to just jump in and try DevOps and it you know breaks down silos. And I I can talk about months of savings on a project just because we implemented DevOps. But uh, initially, we started with them just in our development environment. And so that developed that muscle memory, right? And people saw, wow, gee, you know, there isn't this waiting on the group of people that form the CCB to meet and agree, right? Right code is king. So you send something through the pipeline and you get your tests and wow, it goes. And you know all those manual stage gates have now been wiped out and people start to recognize the pace that you can actually produce. And then, gosh, they can go do other things that are more human focused, right? Then you can use the humans to solve other problems because you've got this automated system taking care of these things and providing you proof of security scanning, for example.
3: But one of the things that we're really looking pretty aggressively at FDIC is around the concept of site reliability engineering. This tends to be fairly far along the continuum for DevOps. But you know, you mentioned low-hanging fruit for automation. Typically, a lot of the times people think about automation, they um, you know think about the actual provisioning process. And when we kind of look at the data, a system really only spends a, a small amount of its time in the development process, and to an extent that you can extract efficiencies from a development process, that's a pure win, absolutely. The reason we're looking at site reliability engineering is because we'd like to extract efficiencies when there's problems. You know, instead of having reams of people having to spend you know an order amount of time overnight, middle of the night, whatever, you know, fixing systems, you know, after they go down. How do we actually engineer into our operational capability, self-healing, self-scaling, self-recovery? And the first thing you'd think of out of the gate, as far as low-hanging fruit, but uh, the potential for efficiencies is quite profound. And so that's going to be something that we we'll are continue to look at in, in the next uh, several months and, and building that into our culture as well.
0: Hunter, you, you touched on something interesting that has been a reoccurring theme, and that's just been the attention towards reskilling, but also reskilling so far as it being continuous learning, uh, not a once and done, and making sure this is something that is woven through the career arc of employees. I imagine that is also part and parcel with just hiring people who have the skills that the agency is looking for, but let's maybe go a little bit further into that idea.
3: It's a great question, and uh, probably one of our top challenges, I would say, to realizing higher maturity in our our devsecops journey. I think my opinion at least, the fact of the matter is that these are hard skills to acquire in the marketplace. they're hard to find because such individuals tend to have exposure to a lot of different technologies over their career and it just requires a lot of experience. And so what we find is that, you know, yes, we we love to hire talented motivated folks every day, but we're also finding that upskilling existing resources into new roles, making people feel excited about the potential of doing something that is pretty bold and innovative, generates a lot of interest among our colleagues here. And that's, I think, also helpful because DevOps is so much of a cultural journey as well as a technical one. And I loved what Chris was saying earlier about getting over that cultural hump and and moving into some of the technologies. I think in a lot of ways, we have almost the reverse challenge where we have tried to buy our way into DevOps maturity over the years and are really kind of with the space and grace from our management, taking the time to really engineer culture that is helpful and responsive and excited about going on the step journey and and doing things that are really pretty cutting edge.
1: Hunter Wagner, a senior program engineer from the FDIC. You also heard from Chris Brown, the deputy chief information security officer at the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, both speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
0: Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient,